0: We all know of at least one person who really took advantage of working from anywhere. They'd go for surfing classes before their daily stand-up calls. Their Zoom backgrounds didn't have to be fake or blurry. And their laptops would shut sharp at 6pm so that they could stroll along the beach. And to be fair, companies didn't mind this either. In fact, Misho, one of India's largest e-commerce companies, announced to the world in February 2022 that they were adopting permanent work from anywhere. Across the board. For all employees. But wait a minute. What's up with that friend of yours in February 2023? The one who was working from anywhere? Are they still sipping on those chilled pints of King's beer in Goa? My guess is, probably not. Because the golden era of work from anywhere is over. Misho, the company that was batting for work from anywhere, announced a few weeks ago that they were abandoning the work from anywhere model and were going with a more conservative hybrid approach from the 1st of June, 2023. But why that change of heart? And to be clear, it's not just them. Businesses all across the board have realized how difficult it is to continue this whole work from anywhere model. Why? And how are they going about this? We'll find out in this episode of Cost to Company. I speak to three people, a CHRO, a management consultant, and a program manager of Talent & Culture to tell us how work from anywhere once touted as the major trend which would change how companies work forever is on its way out. Welcome to CDC, a podcast around careers workplaces by the Ken. I'm your host, Shreeva.
1: I am a program manager in the culture and talent team at Headout. Simply put, my work fundamentally revolves around ensuring that we set up the right foundations and systems to ensure and enable people to do their best work with our right? side.
0: That's Joel D'Souza. He works at Headout, a startup in the tourism, travel and entertainment space. Headout mopped up a sweet $30 million in funding last year in an extended series B round companies did not have any option, but to adapt. So in this process, work from home
1: obviously became the default, uh, but work from anywhere specifically was more of a tokenism tactic, if I may say so, because we saw companies using it, uh, as a tool to, uh, better their employer position, or, you know, just get, uh, to, to make it more attractive for people to join them. Right. Um, But because of it being more tokenism and there being like a lack of a proper system in place to enable this, uh, obviously the implementation uh, was lacking.
0: The pandemic thrusted open the doors to work from home, forcefully. But work from anywhere was a choice. And as Joel from Herat calls it, it was a gimmick, a tokenism tactic work from anywhere was like this additional cherry on the cake called work from home. The economy, after going through a small blip, was actually thriving too. The market was on fire, jobs were in demand and companies were thirsty for good talent. So they started doing what companies do best, monkeying each other. You saw companies like Meta and Spotify proudly announced to the world that they too were going permanently with working from anywhere. In fact, in a blog post as recently as last April, Airbnb famously tripled down on work from anywhere. With a special highlight on the fact that their employees could live and work in over 170 countries for up to 90 days a year in each location. And that they were letting go of location-based pay. Which basically meant that regardless of where you were in the country, regardless of where you were working from, be it a Mumbai or a Muzaffarpur, you would be paid the same. But lately there's something that's been happening to work from anywhere that has changed its course probably forever. Okay, think of a scale. On one end, you have the drudging reality of five days a week working from office. And on the other, you have everybody's favorite tokenistic tactic, work from anywhere. Now you think going hybrid or being flexible is somewhere in the middle of the scale. But realistically speaking, hybrid or flexible work is way closer to work from office than work from anywhere.
1: I think people now see a lot of value addition in transitioning to being in office or transitioning to a hybrid setup where they get to work out of office at least a couple of times a week. Most companies in my network have consequently adopted a hybrid model as this is what appears to be collectively working out to be the best option. For companies that are putting the plug on this and mandating complete work from office, my opinion is that they might face issues with regard to morale and retention because people fundamentally want that flexibility to choose how and where they work out of.
0: Let's also hear from Aditi. She's a management consultant at a big four firm and works in the people space where she looks at charters like organizational change. Her clients are not just restricted to India but also to countries like the UK. And there was something interesting that she was observing.
2: I see a different uh, response from different clients so there are there are clients who are completely open to uh, come back to normal. That is asking their employees to work five days a week, and then there are clients who are open up to being, uh, you know, keeping it hybrid. Now the difference in both the clients is that there are people who are still trying to adopt to this change. Change when I say is again specific to coming to office five days a week. So uh, they're not very happy about it, and because we run a lot of change projects, so we see that, uh, that you know uh, they are kind of stepping back from this leadership decision and they're not very happy and then this results to uh, increase in attrition, right? Then there, are, then there are other companies, the other scenario where they're, you know, okay with people coming in uh, to office in a hybrid model or working from home. There, the retention is high. Also, the attrition is low. Companies realized
0: that suddenly forcing five days a week to employees was a bit much. So much so that some companies went back to the hybrid model after seeing that companies were leaving due to the increased pressure of working five days a week. But then there's upgrade.
3: Well, today, all employees, 100%, are back to office. So wherever is your office location, where your team is, is where you report. And and people are settled, sorted
0: that's Saurabh Singla, he's the chief HR officer at Upgrad, one of India's largest tech companies. Saurabh comes with decades of experience and has worked with companies like Yum Brands and Bharti Airtel.
3: Because what we did was, we did it in time and we didn't give if and but options. Because look, if you have to do it.
0: Okay, as an if and but as not
3: As in, you don't say, okay, we will do it, but we may do it or may not do it. A lot of organizations I've seen in my network, they were not sure about it. You go back to your employees and say, no, this is a decision that is done. I am firm. There is a reason. Let's talk. There is nothing which is hidden and only given it to you as one-way traffic. Let's talk. We did a lot of talking. We spoke to them and they understood that whatever we're doing, there is a reason
0: behind it. UpGrad started the process of bringing back employees five days a week back in 2022 itself. But I wasn't too convinced. I mean, why would the employees come to office every single day? It was a business need which created the work
3: from anywhere requirement. If now the business need is to have people back to the office, there's no point of uh, uh, creating those dreams. But yeah. Uh, We need to make sure we're training our people well. We need to make sure that they're connecting to each other, learning from each other. Our sales teams, our content team, our tech team, our HR team, all all our teams, when they're in office, you should look at the floor. It's an amazing hustle that happens on the floor.
0: Through a series of mails and meetings and discussions, Saurabh and his team, along with the team managers, of course, managed to convince their employees that they had no reason to be together if they weren't working together in the same space. Saurabh told me that it's akin to being a pilot. Pilots work everywhere, but they can't work from anywhere. And being together has business ramifications, right? You can have better control over your sales targets. You're saving out on time by doing in-person meetings, not Zoom calls. So
1: I think one of the big mistakes that a lot of organizations have sort of done uh, is that although we've adapted reasonably well to remote working, we are missing the fact that most of these relationships already pre-existed prior to the pandemic, right? So how do you build camaraderie and that sort of oneness with someone who's entirely new to the team and has never met anyone, right? Uh, That becomes very difficult.
0: Work from anywhere was empowering, but also unfair. If your company went to work from anywhere mode with employees already knowing each other, that's great. But if you were a new employee, your relationship with your company would be limited. And over time, it would get fractured. Your productivity would reduce, so would your morale. And then you'd probably leave the company. Here's Saurabh again. So
3: my belief 2023 is going to be the year of settling where the organizations, industries, and also the employees will settle down and say, this is no more a debate. Look, this is how it is. It's a choice I make. And all, most of our locations are all petty and great. Like, uh, barring an Ahmedabad or, uh, or, or Kolkata, where mostly we have locals. Um, but if you talk about a Bangalore or a Noida or a Gurgaon or a, or a Mumbai, well, people love to actually jump and say, I have to be there.
0: So, according to him, 2023 is the year of the great settlement where all the frantic moving around of work from anywhere in 2021 and 2022 comes to a gradual halt. Your employees would be clustered near cities and not dispersed throughout the country. But at this point, I also had to ask, have they totally given up on work from anywhere, which they briefly followed initially? I mean, surely there must have been some resistance, right? But yes, flexibility is absolutely uh,
3: welcome. And look, when you need flexibility and and one says that, look, I need to work from home, yeah, sure, those exceptions are absolutely there. But role-specific, we do not want to over-promise and under-deliver
0: delight to our people. Flexibility was an exception, but work from anywhere was pretty much out of the question. Now even if at your workplace you hear that your workplace is flexible, even if you have the option of working from home, you'll still have to be around your office centre for the days when you have to go to office. So although companies might say that they're hybrid, what they mean is that they're hybrid but within a strict boundary, bounded by this invisible radius of sorts. It's interesting to note here that Misho said that they'll cover relocating expenses including travel... Real estate, brokerage, goods transportation, school readmission and sponsored daycare facilities for children under 6 years of age for their employees when they asked them to come back to office and relinquish the entire work from anywhere model. Just think about it. That's the level of confidence that companies have in hybrid. That they're willing to pay so much money to not make you work from anywhere. And that's because companies did suffer attrition was a problem. But what Misho said recently is a far cry from what their CEO, Vidit Atre, said when they were launching their ambitious work from anywhere model. He said, and I quote, Leaders need to acknowledge that employees' psychological and physical safety is more important than their location of work. End quote. So, in a sense, like we understood from Misho, Work from anywhere was killed by the hybrid model. I mean, sure, in the case of Upgrad, if you're working from office five days a week, then work from anywhere is out of the question. But even hybrid, where you can work from home, has pretty much meant the death of work from anywhere. But you know what? It's not just the employers that are killing work from anywhere, it's also the employees themselves. Now, if your company is on the verge of layoffs, or is generally going through an economic crisis, it might not send the right signal to your bosses if you're attending a call half-drunk after having cashew feni at Candelum Beach. In a time like this, employees themselves want to come back to work, come back to office. Even if there's no force within the organization mandating it. Here's Joel from HeadOut again. We
1: assume that providing a work from anywhere option would lead to more people adopting this. And we believe that people would enjoy that freedom, right? To literally work from anywhere. However, people have preferred working from home as opposed to working from anywhere. Uh, being a nomad and the consequent variance in environment, people and experiences means that there's a ton of scope for distractions, right? There's a lot of shiny objects and shiny things to get behind. And if you lack the personal discipline to sort of be focused and uh, sort of compartmentalize this, it affects your productivity.
0: Sure, productivity might be one of the reasons why employees don't want to sit by the beach. But it's also fear. Work from anywhere didn't just stop making business sense for employers in a market where they're not actively hiring anyway. They don't really have to care about the fact that their talent is spread all across the country and they have to make themselves look like they're the most attractive place to work. No, it's also stop making sense for employees. If you want to create a positive impression in a difficult time like this, you got to be in front of them in the first place. You got to be at work. Aditi, the management consultant, told me that a lot of her friends who were once permanent stationers in hill stations are also coming back to the city life. They're coming back to office. Going through the flexible life, which is actually not all that flexible.
2: So Maybe it was because a lot of people were doing it. So others also were prompted to do it. That's why people were just going with the flow is what I felt. And now when, when they see, uh, you know, Nobody's going for staycations the trend has gone down
3: Uh, what has definitely happened is people now don't say that I need two days leave or three days leave for a vacation they say can I take like this 10 days and out of those 10 days 5 days I'll work and 5 days I'll take a leave but I'll be there I think those flexibilities
0: are amazing what was once hailed by tech companies as the silver bullet the future of work is now just a hashtag on Instagram that some people use rarely while they're vacationing. Because Joel works in the tourism and travel space, he told me that people do still go and work from anywhere, but people coming to office are much more than before. So, sure, work from anywhere isn't a relic, but the long stays and the golden days are over. Do you know someone who's still working from anywhere? Let me know. I'm on Twitter and LinkedIn, and so is The Ken. We'll be waiting to hear your thoughts. Till then, bye-bye.
2: This episode of Cost to Company was written, produced, and hosted by Srivar Chotaria, with audio engineering by Rajiv CM. I'm your other host, Sneha, and you'll hear from me next Tuesday on Cost to Company.